On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight, taking on the Washington Capitals as Alex Ovechkin continues his charge towards 800 goals. I'll go over the Blackhawks' projected lineup as well as a few keys to getting back in the W column. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, December 13th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. So go and follow the show right now, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode, folks, moving forward, it's going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's 100% for free. It takes two seconds to click on the button, and it really does help me out tremendously. So please make sure to go and do that. Also, make sure to go and smash the like button down below on this video as well. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To open things up here this morning, folks, let's dive right into the matchup tonight at the United Center between the Washington Capitals and the Chicago Blackhawks. By the way, this is an 8 p.m. Central Time puck drop. Make sure to take note of that because this game will be uh, rolling on a little bit longer than normal this evening. But this is the first matchup of the season between these two teams. There are a couple familiar faces on the side of the Capitals, which I will get into here in just a little bit. Always makes for a a little bit of a fun story. But for the Capitals, the big talk right now is all about the great eight, baby. Alexander Ovechkin closing in on the 800-goal milestone for his career. Ovi currently sits third in NHL history with 797 goals after he's been uh, finding a way to rattle off some empty netters here in the past couple of games. That's got him now just three back of 800 for his career and four back of Gordie Howe for second all-time in NHL history. And also, Ovechkin is officially less than 100 goals away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time record, which personally, I really do hope he does. Um, I don't think there is you know, any debate whatsoever about really who is the greatest goal scorer of all time and not to take anything away from Wayne Gretzky. I'm not, you know, throwing shade on him by saying he played in an era 
where it was a bit easier to score. You can't really knock the guy for that. He was still the greatest generational talent this game has ever seen. But considering, you know, the modern day changes to the game, the goaltender equipment, it's far less high scoring than it was, you know, just 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. Um, But even then, I still think it would be awesome for Ovechkin to break the record and leave absolutely no doubt. I mean, again, I I personally don't think there is, but if Gretzky has the record, maybe there are some folks who are always going to stick with him. Uh, I don't know, but it it would just be really cool to see Ovi break that record. Uh, I remember talking with my buddies like three, four, five years ago, being like, Ovechkin might actually have a shot to do this, guys. It's been really cool to see him just continue to be potting goals, you know, from his trademark area on the power play almost 20 years into his career and still no one's figured out a way to stop it because his shot is simply that good. He's just that pure of a goal scorer. Um, So it's pretty cool to see Ovi's now less than a hundred away. And he is going to be breaking Gordie Howe's uh, mark for second all time in NHL history here sometime soon. And Hey, we could even see Ovechkin hit that 800 goal milestone tonight. If all goes well for him, Uh, obviously that would, probably mean things have gone bad for the Blackhawks, but Ovi is a hat trick away from uh, from hitting number 800. Could see some history at the United Center tonight, folks. I will say there is a, a pretty decent chance that um, Ovechkin uh, will have an opportunity to hit uh, another empty netter, considering, you know, how often the Blackhawks have found themselves trailing late in the third period here as of late. So definitely keep an eye on that tonight. We could be seeing history at the United Center Blackhawks fans. But it is, you know, uh, other than just Ovechkin, uh, it is going to be a tough matchup for the Blackhawks. The Capitals have won four consecutive games heading into this one, and they're finally starting to get themselves back into the thick of it uh, in the Metropolitan Division out east, which is absolutely loaded right now considering. Uh, what New Jersey has been able to do to start the year. The uh, the Penguins are very good, of course. There's a lot of good teams out on the East Coast. So uh, it was a tough start for the Capitals, but winning four in a row has kind of got them back in the mix. Of course, still very early on in the season. But one reason that uh, it's been a bit of a struggle for the Capitals prior to this current winning streak of theirs, because they've been hit with the injury bug as well. I went and checked out their cap-friendly uh, obviously, we knew, you know, Nicholas Backstrom is out for quite a while. Uh, same with Carl Hagelin. He might not even play this year. Um, but the Caps are also down their starting goaltender in Darcy Kemper right now. Charlie Lindgren has had to be leaned on as the guy. Um, who else is out? Tom Wilson's out, another key forward who, you know, I personally won't miss not being in the lineup tonight. But he is undoubtedly an impact player for Washington. Uh, Connor Brown's out too. They're down a couple of depth defensemen. Uh, I- I'm sure just not being healthy and also playing in a really good division has been a huge reason behind uh, the Capitals' kind of sluggish start. And uh, they're 14, 12, and 4 through their first 30 games this season. So uh, probably haven't been as um, haven't haven't been as um, good as you know, the team expected. It is still a core group that I, I think they believe they can still get the job done and sneak into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they have veteran experience that can that can get the job done. But um, it, it definitely has been a little bit slower of a start to the season than they would have liked. Um, 
But it should be interesting. Should be a good one at the United Center tonight. Last time we saw these two teams play at the UC, I was in attendance. It was an absolute shootout. The Blackhawks won 6-5 or 5-4 in overtime. One of the two. I do remember that Caleb Jones netted the overtime winner. Could be in for another high-scoring affair potentially uh, tonight at the United Center between the Blackhawks and Capitals. All right, there is my quick preview of tonight's matchup at the UC. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Hawks' projected forward lines and defensive pairings, as well as a few keys to victory. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs and info this season. You can find all of the latest developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and game scores. And I personally love it because it's both the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, and they genuinely have everything, including the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, college football for bowl season, the NFL, the FIFA World Cup, which is wrapping up here soon. They got UFC and MMA boxing, and even golf, they literally have everything. So head on over to the website today, or you can also go and use your mobile device right now to learn about all of the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two here this morning, getting into the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight's game against the Washington Capitals. I do want to mention that I am recording this prior to the morning skate. So unfortunately, uh, there's a little bit of guesswork here, but <clears throat> I kind of have it down to uh, two options for the Blackhawks here today. It, it sounds like the lineup is pretty much set in stone other than Tyler Johnson. There is a chance that Johnson makes his return to the lineup for the Blackhawks tonight. If he doesn't, though, if the Blackhawks deem him not ready to return quite yet, I think they will roll with the lineup that we saw at the um, at practice yesterday, excuse me, which was Sam Lafferty, Max Tomey, and Patrick Kane as the top line. Very interested to see my boy Sam getting an opportunity with that duo. Uh, the second line was reunited as Kurashev, Taves, and Radish. The third line was Kara, Dickinson, and Blackwell. And then the fourth line was Kachuk, and Whistle, and Reese Johnson. I think that's what the bottom six should be right now if this is the group. Where it gets interesting, though, is if Tyler Johnson is good enough to go for the Blackhawks tonight, because I think if that's the case, you're not having Sam Lafferty up on the top line. You're either going to put Tyler Johnson there for his return and put him with Domi and Kane, or you're going to bump up Philip Kurashev onto that top line, put Johnson back on the second line with Tazen Radish, where he was to open up the season. That trio found a lot of success together. The interesting part after that is now what do you do with Sam Lafferty? Personally, I probably leave the third line alone of Kara Dickinson and Blackwell. I like what I've seen out of that group when they've been together recently. I'd probably wind up scratching either Boris Kachuk or Reese Johnson and putting Sam Lafferty on the fourth line. That's how I envision things going if Tyler Johnson does wind up in the lineup tonight for the Blackhawks. On the back end, I believe it's going to be Jack Johnson and Seth Jones as the top D pairing, which we've seen pretty often here. Uh, since Seth Jones was able to return from his injury. Second pairing looks like it's going to be Jared Tenorti and Connor Murphy. By the way, as I talked about yesterday on the show, I personally 
would be up for a little bit of uh, a change made to these defensive pairings. I don't think any of them have been even close to stellar so far through the first 26 games this season. So at some point, I would definitely like to see Luke Richardson mix things up on the blue line for the Blackhawks, but doesn't seem like that's going to be the case here tonight. Johnson and Jones as the top D pairing, Tenorti and Murphy as the second. And then in practice yesterday, we saw Jake McCabe and Ian Mitchell together once again, perhaps suggesting that Ian Mitchell is going to be in the lineup again for the Blackhawks tonight, which I personally agree with. Look, Ian Mitchell, stop playing games with him. Just give him NHL action consistently, not two, three, four games. Give him a month. Give him two months. I get that there are other guys you want to get in there, but there's just no reason, no excuse to be playing other older veterans in this situation over Ian Mitchell. And as sad as it is, you know, with Mitchell in the lineup, it looks like Philip Ruse and Caleb Jones would be the two extras. I personally would be playing those guys over, you know, a Jared Tenorti or a Jack Johnson just to see, you know, if anything goes well. We kind of more so know already what Caleb Jones is at this point. Good offensive defenseman who can chip in, liability in his own zone. That just kind of seems to be the nature of the beast with Caleb Jones. But for Philip Ruse, there's still plenty to learn, and I still don't think he's gotten consistent enough action. Uh, even though the Blackhawks have had him up in the NHL for the entire season. Um, I, I personally would like to give those guys just some consistent reps rather than Jared Tenorti or Jack Johnson. So um, now that everyone's healthy on the back end for the Blackhawks, they currently have eight defensemen up at the NHL level. Someone's going to have to get moved at some time here. Um, so we'll, we'll see who that ends up being. I would guess Philip Ruse, as long as he's waiver exempt, like I mentioned yesterday, not 100% sure on that, which again, I dropped the ball and probably should have checked. Um, but I personally like seeing Ian Mitchell in the lineup, and I would be finding a way to get him and Philip Ruse in the lineup on a consistent basis as much as possible. Then in net for the Blackhawks, it will be Peter Morazic, at least from what we heard yesterday. Knock on wood that there aren't any. Uh, groin setbacks for him at the morning skate or anything. But this will be Mrazic's uh, first start since December 3rd against the Rangers. Fortunately, he only missed the last three games with that groin injury. And in his last game against the Rangers, he was actually looking really darn good. Uh, maybe his best start of the season prior to being forced to exit after the second period. So hopefully Mrazic can find some more of that because uh, the rest of his numbers are not particularly good this season. 2-5-1, and one, although Arvid Soderblom's 2-8-2, and two, so records really don't mean all that much considering you're playing goaltender for this team. Uh, what's more concerning about Mrazic is his 405 goals against average and 884 save percentage. So uh, hopefully he can return back to being what he, uh, the goalie he was on that Saturday night against the New York Rangers a little over a week ago. As far as some of my quick keys to victory here for the Blackhawks, My first key, I know it's cliche, but score first, score first, score first. Blackhawks didn't score first Sunday against the Islanders last Sunday. They didn't score first last Tuesday against the Devils. They didn't score first on Friday against the Jets. When did they last score first? In their last victory against the New York Rangers to break that losing skid. This Blackhawks team, especially with their offensive difficulties that they've had recently, they're not meant to be playing from behind when they're scoring only you know, two, three goals a game, four seems generous at this point. Uh, when you're going to be limited offensively, I think it's really key to take an early lead. And the Blackhawks have only done that five times through their first 26 games so far this season. So I think a really big key 
to getting back in the W column tonight is scoring that opening goal. Second, shoot the puck. Take advantage of the possession you have in the offensive zone. Last game against the Jets, I didn't think the Blackhawks did a good enough job of that. It's kind of been a a theme throughout this three-game run where they've only scored one goal. In order to break that dry spell, you got to do the simple things. You got to fire pucks on net, get bodies there, cause havoc, get some traffic, make life difficult for the opposing goaltender. Blackhawks haven't you know, been able to find the back of the net consistently with this pretty play that they're trying. I think they got to simplify their game tonight and just be shooting the puck on net as often as possible with the offensive zone and go and crash the net real hard as a result. Third and final key, chase the goalie. I expect it to be Charlie Lindgren in net for the Capitals tonight with Darcy Kemper out. Take advantage of this Capitals team down a couple of depth defensemen, not even the strongest defensive unit anymore, in my opinion. And um, I, I think this is an opportunity for the Blackhawks to get off the schneid, have a little bit more success offensively than they've had in recent games. This is not that deep of a defense that the Washington Capitals have. In my opinion, it's basically John Carlson and Dmitry Orlov. There's not a whole lot else there. Uh, I, I don't think the Blackhawks, if they play the simplified game, I think they can make life difficult for Charlie Lindgren. And uh, they didn't do a good enough job of doing this against David Riddich, the backup for the Jets on Friday. They should be, or well, with Darcy Kemper out, they 100% will be getting a backup here tonight. Got to make life more difficult for him in order to come away with a victory. Before I wrap up the show today, folks, I do want to chat real quick about both Dylan Strom and Eric Gustafson. Those two, of course, are now members of the Washington Capitals, both of them returning to the United Center tonight for the first time since their departures this offseason. And both of these two are playing pretty big roles for the Capitals right now uh, as they are a little bit banged up. For Strom, he finds himself on the top line right next to Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, a.k.a. the Nicholas Backstrom spot for the last 10 or 15 years. But Strom, no surprise here, been a pretty effective player, just shy of a point per game in 30 games for the Capitals. He's got six goals and 16 assists for 22 points. Uh, I noticed he's also won 48.2% of his faceoffs, kind of on par with what you'd expect from him, even though he was uh, up above 50% for the first time in his Blackhawks career last season. You'd expect him more so to be a 48, 49% guy throughout the course of his career. But Strom is showing all of us that he has the capability to be, you know, probably not a top line center on a good team, but there is value to him. He never, it it always seems like Dylan Strom finds himself in these situations where no one ideally wants him to be in the spot, aka the Blackhawks top line center here and now the Washington Capitals top line center. Ideally, That's not where you want him to be, but it's also not like he's playing horribly. I mean, 22 points in 30 games, it's not a bad start to Dylan Strom's Washington Capitals career in. You know he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder tonight against the Blackhawks, really wanting to prove this organization wrong, Uh, and it'll be interesting. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of opportunities and a lot of ice time playing with the great eight Alex Ovechkin up on the top line. And then for Eric Gustafson, I read an article yesterday, I, I believe it was from, uh, man, I forget his name. He covers the Washington Capitals for the Athletic, Tariq, I believe. Um, but in 29 games, Eric Gustafson has 10 points, all assists this season. And he's been uh, averaging the second most ice time among all Capitals defensemen since the beginning of November. So 
I guess Eric Gustafson's playing a, a pretty decent size role for Washington right now. Um, again, part of that is probably due to the injuries that they've sustained. But um, of course, Eric Gustafson, not even of course, he, he hasn't been like absurdly more productive than he was with the Blackhawks last season. If you go and look at Eric Gustafson's numbers, they were fine. Um, the goal scoring was, of course, the issue, as it was for the Blackhawks' entire decor last season. Um, I'm just curious defensively if he's been able to handle this. The analytics for Gustafson look good, but they also never really tell the full story for him. So I'm really curious to see how he plays tonight on the back end for the Capitals in a pretty decent-sized role. Um, That should mean good things for the Blackhawks' offense, but who knows? It feels like whenever the Blackhawks trade away blue liners who are bad for them, they always go on to find success elsewhere. It starts with. Trevor Daly back in 2016 uh, when he got traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins. We saw Michael Kempney go and win a Stanley Cup with the Capitals after getting traded there. Jan Ruda goes and wins two cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. This could easily be another story like that for the Blackhawks. Just seems to happen with defensemen like this, but um, should be a lot of fun to see both Strom and Gustafson for the first time in new sweaters. And, um, Always makes for a fun storyline when you have guys like this returning. Kirby Doc took advantage of his when the Montreal Canadiens came to town. Really interested to see if Strom and Gustafson both do the same tonight against the Blackhawks. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, December 13th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Locked On Blackhawks your first listen here this morning. Now, for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with experts that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, That'll do it here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.